Good morning. Good morning. Welcome to Men's Roundtable. Scott, glad you're here. Ronnie, I heard a forecast that you might or might not be here. I'm glad you are. You might or might not be here. Covered his bases like any good weatherman would do. Glad you're here. Yeah, 100% chance of rain today for sure. So, Phil is back. Yes, Phil's back. Phil's back. Phil's back. He walks up as he does often on Thursday morning. Says, "All right, we got this and this and this and this and this going on." Then to remind everybody. I just had to look at him and said, "You know, uh, my my son's wedding's a week and a half out, and I'm sorry, I can't remember anything right now. So if we have any important announcements, Phil, if you would please please share those with us a little bit later." <laughs> I'm just here. I'm just here. Announcement so, delay. An, yeah, delay. Right, announcement delay. So I'm just wondering, you know, at 1.30 this morning I woke up and I could not sleep. Like something's on my mind, something's going on. And I just kind of got in, in self-awareness just for a little bit, got to thinking about just how for the last couple of months I'm just going through the motions. I mean, it's just, you go through the holidays and you get through that and you come out of the holidays, it's like, all right, now we got full bore wedding stuff going on and, I know it doesn't sound like a lot, but for some reason I've gotten gotten a lot into that. My my wife has has pushed some of that to me, and anyway, dry, dry bones. They just feel kind of dry. Well, they rattle. I do have dry bones. Yeah. So I pulled up my Bible app. Said, you know, maybe I just need to get in the Word a little bit. Let me just read. Play the games and social media, that wouldn't get me anywhere. Pull up the Bible app and it starts cutting out on me. I reload it, open it up again, cuts out. It's interesting to me how the enemy has a way of just kind of inching his way into you just a little at a time. Not jumping on you all at once, just chipping away, chipping away. You know, this Bible app still works, though. I love being able to scroll on my phone, but I wasn't going to be taken out this morning. Where are you? Where are you this morning? Feeling the loneliness of wintertime? Rainy, damp, dreary. I'm glad you're here. Community. That's what it's about. I do know there's a leadership meeting coming up uh, at Ebenezer. And you have a couples intensive coming up. Around, around, yeah. I'm, I'm having to get back into it. Around Valentine's Day, isn't that right? Next weekend. Next weekend. Couples workshop February uh, 10th and 11th in Fairhope Friday afternoon all day Saturday a uh, week from tomorrow if you don't know what to get your wife that might be a good thing to do bring her to Fairhope bring her to Fairhope spend a little time down there yeah. get set straight Amen. enjoy it <laughs> guys let me open with a prayer Heavenly Father we thank you for this day we thank you for the opportunity of gathering here Lord I thank you for my brother Roan to filled in the last two weeks and for my brother Phil for being back I thank you for the leadership team here. I thank you for ceasefire, for the food that's provided. Lord, I thank you for the work that you did on the cross. But God, it wasn't just your death. It was your resurrection. It's your living. May we open our hearts to receive you this morning. May we be restored back to you. May you shake the dust off these dry bones. Mm -hmm. Make us dance in joy. Mm -hmm. In your name we pray. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. Morning, gentlemen. <laughs> Morning. Good to be back from California. Um, good to be back from wedding celebration. Uh, 
I've just got one thing to say about weddings. Women. When, women and weddings are kind of synonyms. You say wedding, I say women. You say women, I say weddings. And uh, I survived. Uh, thank you, God. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, as I stood before uh, the uh, wonderful uh, family and friends um, uh, at the rehearsal dinner, uh, I had the image of Steve Martin in my head. Uh, and uh, it was uh, a, a great celebration and, and um, uh, glad to have that behind us. And uh, as I told JT, my uh, new son-in-law, um, this ain't Walmart. There's no returns, dude. <laughs> so uh, it, it was a great time, and I appreciate Roan uh, doing a great job. I got to I, I missed the first Thursday. I was flying out there, and um, and then last Thursday I got to tune in. So Roan did a great job, and uh, appreciate him. And he's sick this morning, so you can pray for our brother uh, Roan with some sinus uh, issues. So um, let's tune into the Lord, what the Lord has for us this morning. I have a song that I want to offer you, Heaven Help Me. Heaven Help Me. Man, let me just read the words. Follow there on your uh, handout. Get attuned to what we're about ready uh, to hear. When I can't find the words and I can barely breathe, I'm falling on my knees. Heaven help me. Heaven help me. When I can't feel you near and I can't hear you speak, I'm falling on my knees. Heaven help me, heaven help me. When was the last time that you really fell on your knees? Just out of desperation. God, I need help. Help me, help me, cause I can't walk this road alone and I can't do this on my own. Tell me, tell me. I just need to hear you say that it's everything will be okay. When I don't understand and when I don't think I can, I know you have a plan. Heaven help me. Heaven help me. Gentlemen, let's worship the Lord this morning and tune into what he has for us. May he speak to your heart. May you hear his voice. I can't find the words when I can barely breathe. I'm falling on my knees. Heaven help me, heaven help me. When I can't feel you near and I can't hear you speak, I'm falling on my knees. Heaven help me, heaven help me.
Amen. Do you guys know what they uh, the nickname for James who wrote um, the the uh, book of the Bible called James? You know what his nickname was? Anybody know? Exactly, old camel knees, uh, because he spent so much time in prayer. May we have callous knees, gentlemen, callous knees. Be on the alert. Stand firm in your faith. Act like men. Be strong. Amen, young Lee. 1 Corinthians 16.13. Amen. I love young Lee's enthusiasm. Absolutely. The words from 1 Corinthians 16.13. Um, gentlemen, we are continuing to tease out, as we have done for over 13 years, what in the wide, wide world of sports that the Apostle Paul and God who inspired him meant when he said, act like men. So I want to read this declaration to you. And um, we've been working with this in our uh, Lion Maker series. Um, this was inspired by uh, Mark Batterson's uh, uh, manifesto that he wrote in his book, Chase the Lion. I uh, adapted it, kind of worked with it, and personalized it. I want you to hear this this morning uh, in a little bit different way as I read it. I want you to hear this as read to you by a 70-year-old man. I turned 70 years old on Monday, uh, February the 6th. I am excited about turning 70. I am so grateful that I don't look a day over 87. <laughs> It's pretty amazing. And so I, I want you to hear this um, because my heart is fuller than it's ever been in my life. I'm more committed uh, to this declaration and to the Lord than ever in my life. I'm more humble by being able to stand before you than I have been in the 13 years that we've been doing this. I'm more enthusiastic than I've ever been. I have no plans to stop doing this. I often, often am asked, why do you keep driving from Fairhope, Alabama every week to Jackson, Mississippi? And I've been doing this now for eight and a half years, every week driving. You know why I do that? Because of you, because of you. I, I could duplicate my counseling practice and many other things that I'm doing down in Fairhope and never come to Jackson again. But I love you guys. I love what God's doing in us and through us. Ebenezer Place and what's going on. Um, so that's why I keep doing it. And I have no intentions. As long as God gives me my health and keeps my hair in place, I'll be good. Follow with me. Let's read. I will quit living as if the purpose of life is to arrive safely at death. Be the lion. I will set God-sized goals. I will pursue God-given passions. I will go after a dream that is destined to fail without divine intervention. Be the lion. I'll stop pointing out problems. I will become part of the solution. I will stop repeating the past. I will start creating my future, be the lion. I will face my fears. I will fight for my dreams. I will grab opportunity by the mane and not let go, be the lion. I will live like today is the first day and the last day of my life. I will burn sinful bridges. I will blaze new trails. I will pursue the next adventure, be the lion. And I love this. I will live for the applause of nail scarred hands. I will not let what's wrong with me keep me from whispering what's right with God. Be the lion. I will dare to fail. I will dare to be different. I will quit holding out. I will quit holding back. I will quit running away. I will use my gifts and brokenness to impact others. I will seek to be a brother and father to others. I will live in community. I will fight. I will be the lion. 
I will seek to be like Jesus. Amen? Amen. May we do that together, gentlemen. I'm so proud to be a part of this community uh, with you. Thank you for being on the team. So this morning, what we're digging into is the opportunity of today. Today. Today is such a gift. Such a gift. Special day. Some of you are going through the most difficult circumstance of your life. You're facing the biggest challenge of your life. And some of you are in relationships that you don't know if they're going to survive, whether it be a marriage, uh, a wayward son or daughter, relationships and circumstances that God uses in our life to show us who he is and to help us through. Heaven help me, as the song says. The opportunity of today. There's no other day like it. It's unique. Make the most of it. Pick up your pen. I have three questions for you. Let's go to work. So question number one, what are your dreams? Would you share what action you are taking as a result of this series? What are your dreams? And um, as I've said to you before, this idea of dreams that we're using in the series is a synonym for growth. How do you want to grow? And, and we've used this um, um, framework is the idea of your dreams uh, being wrapped up in be and go. Be like Jesus. Be a disciple. Be a grower. And then go and make growers or make uh, disciples. And so how are your dreams, how is your commitment to growth really taking action? And I've invited you to share those stories with me. And this morning, uh, I've asked Kirk Ivan if Kirk will come. So Kirk, come on up. Uh, Kirk um, shared an email with me about what God was doing uh, in his life. Um, and I asked Kirk if he would be willing to share that uh, with you. So, Kirk, introduce yourself, if you would, and share what God's doing. Hello, everybody. Uh, this is kind of scary for me to get up here in front of everyone. Oh, that's for sure. Step over here in front of the camera there. You're, you're on the camera. Just, just look right into that camera right there. Thanks, Phil. Don't be nervous. I sent an email to Phil a few weeks ago about my story of Run to the Lion, and he asked me to share it to the group. Uh, this must have been seven, eight years ago. I was pretty much at rock bottom, uh, and uh, I was just scared. And on that very night, I went to my, son, my younger son's high school kickoff uh, baseball banquet. And at that banquet, the head coach at Auburn was the guest speaker. And on the table, on the round table, there was all these uh, rubber bracelets that had the Germantown and then it had uh, Run to the Roar on it. So I picked a few of those up. Uh, his message to the team was they were moving up a division that you were going to play better, better teams, better players, better pitchers, and you couldn't be scared. You had to face them. You couldn't run and hide. Uh, they put the uniform on the same way you did. So um, I, I took the bracelet home and uh, I thought, you know what? Well, actually, I'm sorry. Lost the train of thought here. He gave a little story about the lions on the Serengeti. He said a pack of lions would be in the high weeds, one lion would be out in the uh, in the open and he would be roaring and he would do it all day and all the, the prey would go into the high weeds and they'd be devoured so you had to run to the roar mm. be in the open 
That's how you needed to live. So I took that that night and I went to a group shortly thereafter and I was given a slip of paper. It had phone number and name on it. It was Ron Hunter. I ran to the roar. I took a chance. I called. So I showed up there for a few months and he said, Kirk, you know, you really need to go to Phil's group on Thursday morning. And I'm like, man, I'm not stepping in that group. It's all these people that don't know him. I ran to the roar. I came. And I listened to Phil over that course of that summer. And he said, you know, you need to come to deer camp. So I showed up. And then that weekend changed my life. I wasn't living a life that God intended me to be to live. So I made a lot of changes with a lot of great people. And so running to the roars changed my life. And I'll end with this. There's two things I want to end with. Um, just a bit of background. My father was ra- raised by an alcoholic and somebody that beat him. His idea of a good father was provide for him, don't drink, and don't beat your kids. That's not enough. He was so negative to me over the years, I couldn't do anything right. So when I say it changes my life running to the war, it's changed my boy's life. It's changed my wife's life. It's changed anybody I'm friends with. Um, because I read it. I read this um, Father's Day card I gave to him years ago when I moved from Mississippi down here. My boys were tiny. I said, "Dad, I said I love you. I want to be. You're my role model. I want to raise my children the same way you raised me." Mm. Boy, it made me sick when I read it. So now I know I changed my boys' life because I'm not negative with them. I, I emphasize the good. They know when they screw up, they're old enough. I don't need to tell them they screwed up. We talk about it, but I don't make them feel bad. So the good part of this story is I've forgiven my dad. I know that he didn't purposely do it. And when this all went on, he was battling cancer, and now he's 85 in recovery, in remission, and I enjoy every single minute I have with him. And it's uh, it's just, I'm just telling you guys, just run to the roar, change your life. Thank you. Amen, amen, amen. Run to the roar. Run to the roar. The power of forgiveness. Don't let the negativity, the anger, the hurt eat you like an emotional cancer. Forgiveness, the power of it. Wow. Broken men forgiving broken dads. Very powerful. Question number two. What are you needing to face today as a way to trust God? I want you to write that down. God, speak to me right now. What is it that you're asking me to face today to trust you with? Today is an opportunity. What comes to your mind? He'll speak to you. Just listen. What do I need to trust you with? Write it down. Write it down. Write your life. What are you needing to face today? as a way to trust God. Question number three, what are the actions that you can take? Phone call, asking for forgiveness, initiate a conversation, Write a card, write a letter, just get on your knees. How about that? Just get on your knees. What actions will you take? 
Today's a great opportunity. I want to ask you, to help me. Many of you know that, um, you know, I'm a marriage and family therapist, but I'm also um, a um, missionary, if you will, that our nonprofit business and professional outreach international is part of why we meet here. Um, um, I run a ministry. I, uh, I have been um, I have been asked, um, why do you do both? Why don't you just do one? Why, why do you spread yourself so thin? Because I see it one and the same in many ways. I mean, I have met many of you guys in my counseling practice, through my counseling practice. Um, just a little secret there. My counseling practice is just an outreach vehicle. Okay. When I meet a man in my counseling room, first thing I'm thinking, you need to come to deer camp because there's something that I can give you at deer camp that I can't give you in my office. And that is the community and fellowship of other men. I can't, I can't create that. It, it is a unique dynamic that as Kirk is saying, changes your life because you're not alone. In, in, in my office, um, as well-trained as I am and as incompetent as I am, um, I can't duplicate community in my office. It's a one-on-one -on -one relationship. And so in our nonprofit um, business and professional outreach, um, international, uh, you guys have been giving money um, um, in a great way, especially this past year, uh, to um, the Ebenezer Place uh, Capital Fund. Um, and we have raised, you have raised, you have given over $300,000 in the last couple of years. And Blair has kind of led the uh, project manager uh, charge uh, in completing the improvements to our 21-acre uh, retreat site um, that we've operated for uh, over 22 years now. And several hundred men, um, hundreds of men, have, have been a part of that ministry. Um, and then recently... We started um, what we call EP or Ebenezer Place Partners, and that was for the purpose of developing a scholarship fund to help guys who cannot um, pay to be able to come um, to the coaching weekends. And many of you were invited to that luncheon and asked to give, and, and you've given, and we've developed a leadership team now that is in charge of scholarships and, and uh, managing Ebenezer Place. And so you're giving to that. And then in, in just our operating um, account, um, and this is um, uh, uh, our, our ministry account, operating account ministry, that I receive, Carl and I receive um, a small salary. We do reimbursements. Uh, we take care of ministry expenses that we have in Fairhope and Jackson. And many of you have been giving to that for years. Um, and I'm very, very grateful for that. So um, some of you know Dizzy Dean. Uh, I know Phil's old enough to know Dizzy Dean, okay. <laughs> And so I'm going to uh, capture um, uh, an old baseball term. Dizzy Dean was a Mississippi guy, wasn't he, Phil? Because I, I met him on TV in the 60s when I was a kid, and he was one of the early commentators with Pee Reese. Some of you watched that. And as, P as uh, Dizzy Dean would say, we slid into second base. He slid in 
to second base. And we've kind of slid in to this year and our operating account is a whopping $10,000 in the negative. Um, and so we have a need um, to uh, uh, um, build up our operating account. I think the reason that it's $10,000 in the negative is a lot because we develop, uh, focus so much attention on the Ebenezer Place Capital Fund campaign. And so there's been a deficit in our giving. I'm asking you to consider helping us this morning. And, and on your handout is a QR code. And Jeff's gonna th show this up. Um, you can hit that QR code. And when you hit the, the, this QR code, donate to BPO uh, plus uh, uh, capital campaign, you come to that. And then when you come to that, uh, there's a, uh, you have to uh, say, am I giving to BPO International or am I giving to the capital fund? And I'm asking you to give to BPO. And right now we've got a hundred men in this room. If every man in this room gave a hundred dollars, that would be our $10,000. If you can give more and you can give $10,000, that would be great. That would be even more better. Uh, if you can't give a hundred dollars, give $10. But I would just ask, and I'm asking, uh, scripture says you have not because you ask not. I'm humbled that you guys would give anything and you've given generously, generously through the years. Um, and some are gonna accuse me of uh, making this about uh, my wedding expenses. Yes, we have wedding expenses. I'm not trying to cover my wedding expenses. Uh, this is just simply the reality. We started the year $10,000 in deficit. So I would just ask you um, to help us. And if, and if you can do that right now with that QR code, you can, you can take care of it before you leave this room. And if you need to go home and talk to your wife, do that and then put it up on the QR code. But that's the need, just asking for it. You do what God leads you to do. Turn over to 2 Samuel chapter 23. The opportunity, every day is an opportunity. Every day is an opportunity. Through this series, we've been learning about David um, and his men that he developed and trained out of the cave of Adullam. The cave of Adullam was the place that David ran to when Saul was seeking to kill his life. He was in the most desperate time of his life and he used that time of desperation to train 400 men, depressed men, distressed men, uh, men in the worst time of their life came to David to be with him in that cave. And out of that cave uh, came 400 trained men. He had 30 that became 37, and he had three mighty warriors, three specially trained guys. He took a day and trained men. I want to show you a clip as we start this idea of the opportunity of today. Today's a special day. Today could be any old day. But I want you to understand that God has intended this to be a special, special day, not any old day, unless you make it so. Watch this. Come on, boys, you're playing yesterday's tape. 
and shank hammers. Don't forget your booties because it's cold out there today. It's cold out there every day. What is this? But an Not hard. I'll give you a winter prediction. It's going to be cold. It's going to be gray. And it's going to last you for the rest of your life. <laughs> I just want to know how many uh, clocks that they ran through uh, uh, filming that. <laughs> Guys, that is the way some of us live our lives. It's like we're stuck in Groundhog Day, doing the same doggone thing day after day. Today is a special day. It's a gift. It's a gift. Seize the day. Look with me at 2 Samuel chapter 23. Um, we've been reading all about David's three men, but I want to uh, reintroduce you as we read a couple weeks ago about one guy. He wasn't one of the special three, um, but he was quite a man, Benaiah. Now listen to this, Benaiah. Benaiah, son of Jehoiada, I mean, verse 20, from Kabzeel, was a vigorous man, it says in your study Bible, a valiant man who accomplished a great deal. Accomplished a great deal. Is that your life? Will that be on your tombstone? No, he was just stuck in Groundhog Day. He did the same thing over and over. A great deal. He once killed two lion cubs in Moab. Now that, that, that makes me laugh when I read that. He Kill two lion cubs. Like that's like saying he killed two kittens. You know? Two lion cubs. I mean, you know, they're lions, but dude, those are cubs. I mean, that's like animal abuse or something, you know? But watch this. On another time, on a snowy day, on a snowy day, he climbed down into a pit and killed a lion. Now who does that? On a snowy day. It's a snowy day. Dude, if it's snowing, I'm staying home. What are you doing out there? You know, my wife is stuck in Dallas. She was supposed to have come home uh, on Tuesday. She gets to the airport. They canceled her flight. They canceled her flight yesterday. They, I've already canceled her flight today. She's stuck in Dallas. It's snowing. It's ice in Dallas. But on a snowy day. It's not comfortable. It's the day you call in sick. It's the day you choose not to go any place. You make tomato soup and eat cheese sandwiches on a snowy day. But no. Benaiah climbed down in a hole. Now that's, that's facing your fear. Climbed in the hole. And there's a lion down there. What's this? Another time he killed a formidable Egyptian. The Egyptian was armed with a spear, and Benaiah went against him with nothing but a walking stick. And he seized or snatched the spear from his grip and killed him with his own spear. Wow. I want Benai on my team, don't you? I want that guy on my team. Are you that guy? Or do you just stay home and call in sick? Because it's snowing. It's snowing. Guys, you've got to have an eye for opportunity. I'm, I'm suggesting to you very strongly that today is an opportunity 
It's an opportunity. Jesus said in John chapter 4, verse 35, the fields are white for harvest. Quit moaning and groaning. You don't have this. I don't have that. They got all the power. I, I love when I hear they, they, they. Blame and criticism is the adult cry of an infant. When you are blamed and you are criticizing, you are acting as a child. Stop. Grow up. Act like a man. Stop the blame and the criticism. When it's everybody else's fault, you're in a sandbox as a child. Destiny. Destiny isn't revealed on sunny days. It's usually revealed on snowy days. You know when you find out about who you are and who God is? It's when it's a snowy day. And it seems like there's nothing you can do. And you're forced to your knees. A snowy day isn't the best day to chase a sure-footed lion with claw cleats. When it comes to difficult circumstances, you have two choices. You can complain about them, or you can make the most of them. Whether those circumstances are self-inflicted or the result of someone else's actions, lions make the most of them. Now listen to this. What excuse do you need to confess? Confession, telling your story, just acknowledging it. Lord, I've, I've bellyached and I've bitched and moaned and excused myself into just this crazy place. Today could be the beginning of a whole new life. Today. Well, no, I'll start tomorrow. No, today. What do you need to start? Ecclesiastes verse 11, 4 says this. I, I love this. He who watches the wind will not sow. And he who looks at the clouds will not reap. You know what I uh, see in my uh, head when I read that? Charlie Brown. Charlie Brown. Train. Plane. He's looking at the clouds and he just he's just Charlie Brown. I love Charlie Brown. But dude, sometimes you need to be a lion chaser. You need to be the lion and quit being Charlie Brown. The two great enemies of you becoming a man can be procrastination and perfectionism. What do you keep putting off? Procrastination. What do you need to do today that you've been putting off for weeks, months? You stop doing that. Why? You stop journaling. You stop reaching out. You stop going to group. You start, you stopped being a resource to other men and caring about them. You stopped coming home and asking your wife what kind of day she had because after those three-hour explanations, you didn't want to hear it anymore. You know? All right? Procrastination. But here is the big one. I see this all the time. Perfectionism. If it ain't perfect, I'm not going to do it. Now, gentlemen, I just spent a week in San Diego coming face to face with a lion called perfectionism. There's something about a wedding that brings out the worstest. You know, and it's like it can't be a great wedding. It has to be a perfect wedding. I saw that in my crazy family. I love, I love my women, love my girls, love my wife, love my older daughter, Audrey, and love my new bride, Abigail. But some of that perfectionism stuff was crazy. It's like you would have thought that I never dressed myself. Well, Daddy, what are you going to wear to the rehearsal? Well, I don't know. I'll probably wear a suit or something. Well, what suit are you going to wear? Well, I don't know. I'll pick one out. Well, what tie are you going to wear? I'm, I'm going to just pick one out. Well, no, I need to see that tie. What tie are you? Really? <laughs> exactly. Dude, it's crazy. 
see it for what it is. It's just crazy. And I'm working through with dear friends uh, like Scott and others trying to get the craziness out of my own head. And it's been hard, guys. I have celebrated, but some of this stuff is crazy. It's made me feel inept. Inept. But I'm determined, I'm determined to be the lion in my family and with you guys. I want to show you a clip. I love Winston Churchill. He, he through this series, I've been, you know, listening to a, a couple of different books. And, you know, he was Britain's bulldog. That was his nickname, the bulldog. And all of Europe and the world would be very different today if it hadn't been for Winston Churchill. I want you to watch this clip. He's on the tube, the, the, the subway, and he has an encounter with just real people. Watch this. Thank you, Mr. Baker. So how are you all, uh, how are you all bearing up? Good, good spirits? Yes. Uh, just as well, we shall need them. Now, uh, let me ask you something that's been weighing on my mind. Perhaps you can provide me with an answer. You, uh, the British people, what is your mood? Uh, is it, uh, is it confident? Yeah. Confident? Yeah. How confident? Very. Some people say it's a lost cause. A uh, lost cause is it the only ones worth fighting for. Too right. Yes, now let me ask you this. If the worst came to pass and, and the enemy were to appear on those, those streets above, what would you do? Fight. Fight the fascists. Fight them with anything we can lay our hands on. Broom handles if we must. Street by street. They'll never take Piccadilly. <laughs> <laughs> never take Piccadilly indeed. <laughs> and what if I put it to you all that we might, if we, uh, if we ask nicely, get very favourable terms from Mr Hitler if we enter into a peace deal with him right now? What would you say to that? Never. 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 you will never give up. No, never. Then out, speak, brave Horatius. of the gate. To every man upon this earth, death cometh soon or late. And how can man die better than facing fearful odds? For the, For the ashes of his fathers and the temples of his gods. Who do you fight for? Truly, who are you fighting for? Never give up. Benaiah snatched the spear from an Egyptian. He was willing to pay the price 
are you. Face your fears. Take the next step. Take the next step. Trust God. On this day, a snowy day, this any old day, what is God asking you to trust Him with today? The circumstance you're in that discourages you. The relationship challenges that you're in that really stretch you. Run to the roar. Run to the roar, right, Kirk? Run to the roar. Run to the roar. Today is a great opportunity. Every day is. Make the most of it. It's a gift. Let's close in prayer. Father, I thank you so much uh, for your word, uh, for men like Benaiah that inspire us, that help us to understand what it means to be like Jesus, to be a lion. Help us in our own personal battles. Every man in this room, Lord, is in a personal battle. Help us to understand that. Help us to fight with others around us. And may we honor you on this day. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Have a great week, guys.